from the corner of Bay and Dundas in downtown Toronto. This is Like Nobody's Business, a podcast of thought leadership and business innovation. I'm your host, Nadine Habib. From big box retailers like Sears and Toys R Us to specialty stores like Nine West, 2018 saw many popular retail brands either close locations or file for bankruptcy. On today's episode of Like Nobody's Business, I sit down with Mark Lee, Associate Professor and Interim Director at the Ted Rogers School of Retail Management. We discuss retail trends shoppers might see in 2019 and how the retail industry is rapidly changing with the rise of e-commerce. I think we're starting to see an evolution in retail in a variety of different ways. And one of the most exciting trends that we're starting to see is this area of digital retail. And that is this integration of physical stores uh, with digital retailing. And what I mean by that is e-commerce has existed for quite a bit. Uh, We're starting to see evolution of Amazon becoming a dominant force in the industry. But that's done in a very separate way. And we're starting to see big box retailers also succeed. But what we're starting to see is the formation of big box retailers Uh, these physical stores integrating the digital components into their stores. And so we're starting to really acknowledge that um, becoming digital is the way of uh, retailing in the future. So not just worrying about what's on the shelves, but how can we leverage social media? How can we leverage uh, online marketing tactics? How can we uh, leverage um, different platforms that we have, whether it's uh, Instagram shopping, Facebook, um, Kijiji, all these different um, aspects that you can leverage rise of the physical and the digital retail era is uh, sort of the trend that we're looking out into the future. Um, E-commerce is always going to grow, but uh, the physical channels is going to be the most important channel uh, for retailers. Uh, Even in Canada, e-commerce only takes up about 10 to 15 percent of all the shopping activities that Mm -hmm. exist, uh, which is surprising because we assume that online stores are really taking over the physical stores, but that's not necessarily the case. The physical stores are starting to uh, integrate these uh, technology uh, capabilities such that um, uh, that there's this integration of omni-channel uh, retailing that's forming. So that's definitely been a strength uh, in 2018, and it's only going to get uh, be more enforced in 2019 and onwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the big trends in 2019 and onwards that I'm starting to see is this idea of uh, personalization privacy paradox. And what I mean by that is most customers are wanting more personalized and customized options for them. When we watch um, Netflix, um, we like the fact that movies are catered to our interest and uh, it's personalized directed to us. When we shop on Amazon, the recommendations are provided in such a way that is personalized to us. Uh, Research has shown that at least two-thirds of consumers do want these personalized and customized options. However, in order to get these personalized options, it is important to give more information to the retailers. Mm -hmm. And more and more customers are becoming wary of how their information is being used. Uh, With data breaches that's been going on a different variety of retail stores from big companies to small companies, um, people are becoming more sensitive about how their information is being used. And that's, um, and it's, we're not just talking about demographic information or credit card information, we're also referring to information such as their behavior or how long they're shopping or how many items they put in the shopping cart. So um, the degree to which people are becoming 
more aware of how their information is being shared uh, is going to be a trend. So there's this conflict that retailers are experiencing because uh, to provide more personalization, we need more information. But to ask for more information, people might become more sensitive and becoming uh, less um, less willing to provide that such information. So that's definitely one of the trends going forward. Mm -hmm. um, another trend that we're starting to see is uh, alternative payment systems. So uh, we, well, our credit cards and debit cards are becoming a force in the industry. Um, people have talked about how it's starting to become more of a cashless society, but I, retailers are starting to take that even a step further. So I'm not necessarily referring to um, cryptocurrencies in any way, but I'm more or less referring to different types of payment systems uh, such as uh, WeChat, UnionPay, Alipay. Um, with a lot of Chinese consumers in Canada, uh, we're finding uh, different forms of mobile payments to be popular uh, uh, other than using credit cards and debit cards. So uh, we're starting to see more alternative payment systems uh, rise. Uh, I know even in the Toronto, um, there's you, there's a popular uh, C2C marketplace called Buns, and people can share, uh, people can post uh, items that they no longer want and find value. Uh, now uh, Buns have started this, uh, their own currency called bits which can be used towards uh, purchasing also uh, bits can be used at certain retail stores so for example Drake General Store uh, accepts bits as payments for some of their products as well too so we're starting to see more alternative payment systems rise and uh, that would be uh, that would be the next evolution of how we pay for and how we consume goods mm -hmm. Wow that's really interesting a lot of changes yes. <laughs> potential for change Okay, so we talked about a little bit about 2018, 2019. What about, what do you think is going to happen for retail in the long term? So what's the future of retail looking like? Um, a lot of people are really worried about big big stores or big e-commerce places like Amazon and eBay. But you just said that only 10 to 15% of Canadians actually are doing e-commerce. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about that? Um, physical stores will always remain. Uh, but it's how it's what physical stores that will remain. So physical stores that are really um, embodying, encompassing this concept of omni-channel retailing are going to uh, thrive and succeed in the future. Uh, if you only focus on um, the physical elements of the store uh, without any integration, then uh, it would be very tough for them to survive. That's why analytics is becoming important. Um, more measurements of how uh, digital analytics, digital uh, ways to collect information and data is going to become an important future in retailing. But if we're to look uh, five, ten years down the road, uh, I think the potential is in automation. A lot of uh, decisions, a lot of activities in retail are starting to uh, become automated. And when I say automated, people automatically think about replacing jobs, but not in that way. Uh, automated in terms of decision making so that consumers don't have to expend as much cognitive or affective effort in terms of uh, what to buy, right? So perhaps it's automated delivery uh, uh, to automated delivery of certain goods that are personalized just to you so I feel like the um, trend towards automation is going to be definitely the wave of the future in the next five ten years mm -hmm. uh, another aspect that I do see potential great potential is um, augmented reality mm -hmm. so 
uh, we're starting to see that in a very small way with mobile phones uh, and it's just starting to pick up in more of games and kind of neat tricks but uh, more and more you're gonna see augmented reality be implemented in retail stores such that uh, people may get more information about the product so if we were to um, scan our mobile phone towards a particular uh, clothing we can even see uh, where it was made how it was made right so more information uh, can be provided through those means and retailers have a lot more potential through that to provide um, access to information mm -hmm. that consumers may not have right I think that I had heard that um, IKEA is creating an app where you can actually size the furniture in your room like you just hold up your phone and then it it shows what it would look like so something similar to that right, right. so that's yeah. definitely a start yeah. um, to um, to get them more um, to get the mobile phones uh, to get augmented reality to be real to you right mm -hmm. so uh, it's uh, IKEA is one of the forefront leaders in uh, doing that um, a lot of cosmetics companies are starting mm -hmm. to do that as well so it's becoming um, more accepted but it's not as uh, practiced a lot in other retailers right mm -hmm. so uh, as more and more consumers uh, customers become comfortable with using their phones or using other means uh, to accept augmented reality, I think that's just going to take off. Right. Okay. Speaking about augmented reality, you're actually doing some research in almost at the intersect of retail and virtual reality and yes. how um, virtual reality impacts your uh, sense of pressure and pati or patience. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Uh, I explore uh, different areas of research in virtual reality. Uh, one aspect is virtual reality and tourism. So mm -hmm. I, I particularly look at the content that's delivered in virtual reality. So we find that um, virtual reality enhances the level of comprehension and memory of particular destinations. Um, other research that I've explored look at uh, virtual reality enhancing uh, charitable donation behavior. Um, I've also looked at time patients, how uh, people may become more patient uh, in within a virtual reality uh, setting. So that alters their perception of time and how they operate within the virtual reality setting. Mm -hmm. So a variety of research uh, is um, kind of on its way currently and I'm looking to kind of find more ways how virtual reality can be integrated into a retail setting. So uh, I haven't explored in depth on that particular aspect, uh, how virtual reality can be used for product decisions or variety seeking behavior or um, buying behaviors or purchase intentions, but that's definitely in the forefront of my agenda in the oh, future. Okay. And finally, the School of Retail Management is going to be celebrating its 20th anniversary in March, which is a huge accomplishment. What did this milestone mean for the school and how far has the School of Retail Management come really in the last 20 years? This is an exciting time to be in the retail management program. Uh, the 20 year marks a history of not just the academic program developing in 20 years, but also the retail industry. The retail industry have transformed so much in the 20 years. If we think about how how people shopped 20 years ago. Uh, online e-commerce was not something that people really had in the forefront of their mind. But now, uh, if you look at our curriculum, we focus on e-commerce, we focus on social media, we focus on digital retailing. Uh, so I think the topics that we're starting to introduce really lines up well with the development and the evolution of retail. The 20th, retail, uh, 20th year anniversary also sort of marks a historical uh, 
as the only as the only program um, in Canada that focuses on a retail management degree. Uh, McGill just recently started a new degree uh, as well, but uh, we feel that we're really a prime position to talk about retail and be experts in this area. So uh, we're extremely fortunate to be near the uh, downtown Toronto uh, where we have access to a lot of the companies we have great support from uh, big time grocery uh, big time uh, companies such as Loblaws um, PwC uh, I'm not gonna list them all so we have great uh, support from uh, major companies in the Toronto area and uh, we feel very fortunate to be in this position uh, in terms of uh, where retail management is heading uh, we want to uh, grow our program and uh, just recently I, we recently heard that there was an uptick of 30% in the num number of applications uh, that was provided that was submitted to our program so we're starting to see the growth we're starting to see the interest and we just hope that we can take this program um, and make it to be one of the top retailing programs in the world. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Marthe. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Like Nobody's Business is a presentation of Ryerson University's Ted Rogers School of Management. For more information about TRSM, visit ryerson.ca forward slash Ted Rogers School. Thank you for listening.